Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio in Cumming, Georgia, it's time for Simon Says Let's Talk Business 2.0. Now, here's your host, Gary Zermelin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Simon Says Let's Talk Business 2.0 radio show. On this show, we talk with high-performing business professionals to sharpen our skills, learn new ideas and concepts, and share best practices and get to know really smart people. Listen carefully, take notes, and look for their contact information at the end so that you can engage with them. As always, we will conclude with a sales tip from me at the very end. Well, I am excited about the show today. Uh, we have some great guests here today. Uh, we, we got Bonnie here, Malden, with the Malden Marketing Group. So she's going to be talking with us a little bit today, uh, giving us some insights and some tips and things of that nature in the marketing world. As we all know, it's changed a lot over the last 10, 15 years, changed a lot probably over the last couple of years. Uh, So we're going to learn some ways to be able to navigate those complicated waters today with Bonnie. So that's going to be fantastic. And we also have Paulette Rigo here today, and she's going to be with us as well. She's with the Divorce Academy, and I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, what is someone on the show, a business radio talk show about divorce? What does that have to do with business? But it turns out it has everything to do with business. Because if you're running a company and you have maybe five or more people at some point or other, somebody's going to go through a divorce. And that affects that person. It affects their productivity. It affects your business. And sometimes they're going to come to you for advice. Or maybe it's in the cubicle across from you. And you may give them advice, but it may not be the right advice. And if we make bad decisions in that world, um, that can haunt us and cause more problems and even more uh, or less productivity from that employee. So it does affect business. We're going to learn a little bit more about that, get some insights on that. And then Paulette will also share with us the divorce that she went through that went on for over eight and a half years, went to a trial jury and even had a special master in it, which is crazy. Only 2% do all of that. She's going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, it became national news as well. So we're going to hear a little bit more about that as well today. It was the catalyst that got you into the business. But going no further, let's, uh, let's begin. And uh, why don't we begin with you today, uh, Bonnie, and, and we'll have you do, uh, talk a little bit about yourself. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the Malden Group is a full-service marketing group. Uh, they specialize in web design and strategic digital marketing to companies nationwide. So, Bonnie, before you talk too much about your business, which I know you're going to want to do because it's your baby, uh, tell us a little bit about you and how you even got into it. Sure. Thank you for having me on the show today, Gary. It's an honor to be here, and I love sharing my story because it is crazy. I started off in medicine. I wanted to be a doctor, was pre-med, went to school for clinical laboratory science. Mm. And I worked as a lab assistant and I also worked in a hospital as a a surgery assistant, uh, setting up OR rooms and setting up laboratories and all types of uh, medical work. And I, I decided to resign from that because I found out when I, once I got into it that it, it didn't really allow me to express my creativity. Uh, I like to write. I like art. I like business. And so um, I resigned from that to start my own health and wellness company uh, where we did cooking lessons and fitness boot camps. And that was a blast. It was the early 2000s. I was in my 20s. And that's when 
Facebook and um, back then MySpace and, and Google and Yahoo, all those platforms were starting to take off. And I was an early adopter mm-hmm. and I used these platforms and I'm like, wow, this is really cool. Look at all the different ways that we can market a business. And I uh, was able to successfully get new customers through the internet, creating content. And um, I decided, you know, this is so much fun. I, I think I would like to do this for other businesses, getting their name out there, creating this content and developing this awesome online presence. And so um, I started the Malden Group uh, as a solo entrepreneur, just trying to be an advocate for small business and providing a resource for marketing. And after I grew my business and uh, built up my book of business with new clients, I was able to bring on employees one by one. And now um, at this point, we have around 10 on the team and we're growing and our client base is nationwide and it's been quite a journey. That is a journey, you know, and, and I think what's interesting, some, every once in a while I hear that they, they call you the SEO queen and, and all of that. So what, what, what is SEO mean and, and why is that important to marketing and all of that other stuff? SEO queen. I think I like the sound of that. It's pretty <laughs> nice. Um, so SEO stands for search engine optimization, and it is the work involved with making your business appear on the first page front and center in the search engines like Google, Yahoo, Bing, and some of the others. And so uh, Google is the major player. Over 70% of people go to Google Mm -hmm. to find things, um, whether they're looking to find a a business, a phone number, a service, a product. They go to Google and they say, I need this. And so if your business is front and center, you get – really good attention from someone at the precise moment when they're ready to buy. So how do you get on that first page? They say, if you want to hide a body, you know, the best place to hide it is on the second page, you know, (laughs) uh, and I've heard that, but yeah. How do you do that? Yeah. um, That's a loaded question, but I'll answer it here quickly. Um, Google is very, very smart. They have algorithms that determine who goes in the front, who goes in the back. And um, my job as an SEO or SEO queen is to uh, make sure the website is optimized uh, with the right words, the right keywords or words that people search to find the uh, service or product. Make sure the website has the right content like pictures and videos and ebooks and um, slideshows. Google is looking at all of that to see if it uh, pertains to a certain subject in a certain way. Google likes websites to be coded, uh, to be fast, fast loading. That looks good on a phone, a laptop, a tablet, or a desktop computer. And Google is looking for the website to be engaging. So if people land on your website and then pop right off, Google says, no, this isn't the right page. So we're going to push it down further. So my work as an SEO is to make sure the website has the right content, that the website is engaging, that the website is fast, and it looks good on all devices. So I didn't know that Google was looking that closely at our website Absolutely. and that was determining where I was on that page. And again, of course I'd be like, 
well, how do I make you do all those things? And I don't. So that's where I come to someone like you to help with that. That's right. Now, so let's talk about social media and stuff like that. Uh, you're, what's the best way to grow your business? If you're in a new business, you're just starting out, is it social media or is there something else? What would you recommend? Yeah, social media definitely needs needs to be added to your marketing mix of uh, things that you do online. And uh, the key to being successful there is finding out where your audience is and creating content that is tailored to that platform. So if you're uh, on Facebook, that's more for friends and family. So you want fun-loving, friendly, fun, and entertaining, engaging content on that platform. You can be a little more loose. If you are more B2B, Maybe LinkedIn is your jam. You want to get on there and, and post um, educational content, content that will help a business grow, content that will uh, give people um, uncommon tips that will help them um, get to the next level. Also, you want to um, post any events on these social media platforms that your business is hosting so you can let your audience know that you have things going on and you want to invite them to it, whether it's a webinar or a workshop or a conference, let them know, hey, we're here. We'd love for you to engage with us. Yeah, it's important to to nurture those prospects and clients as well. And, and that's a great way of doing it um, to keep, well, your business and what you do front of mind. Absolutely. Uh, are there other strategies that you would recommend to a business when it comes to marketing? I mean, the other challenge I have, there's so many different ways that you can market. I mean, there's billboards, there's there's ads, there's newsprint, there's social media, there's, uh, I don't, I'm kind of overwhelmed by all the different things that you can do. And it seems like more are being added to the list. So what would you recommend to somebody who's getting into it with marketing? Yes. So um, again, creating a buyer profile where you have a list of things that your customers read, um, events that they go to, gurus they listen to, books that they um, engage with, magazines, and uh, places that they go, uh, where they are actually located, where they live, where they work. And once you have that buyer profile and create like an avatar of your customer, then you can see uh, the best advertising venues that are in alignment with that that buyer or that demographic. So if you're in Georgia, you're going to look for um, digital um, platforms that you can engage with in Georgia, like Business Radio X, um, like um, local um, 5Ks and sponsorship opportunities. You want to look at uh, your Chamber of Commerce and the networking events in the area. And you want to look at the digital platforms that that buyer profile matches up with, whether it's Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube. Um, and then you also want to make sure your website is um, very well organized. It, it looks good. It speaks directly to that, that buyer and their concerns, their objectives, their goals. And you want to make sure that you have um, five-star reviews for mm. your business. So when people um, do their due diligence, if you will, and, and do a Google people search. People look at those. Oh, they do. Yeah, yep. they, they look and they want to see reviews that are positive. They want to see reviews that are recent. And they want to see reviews that are real and heartfelt. You know, every once in a while, I see on some of these that you get a bad review. Yeah. I, I mean, what do you do when that happens? Yes. Um, if you're in business, you can't uh, be, uh, uh, you know, 
please all the people all the time. Let's say that. And especially if you're dealing with hundreds of people. So, you know, every now and then you'll get a, a negative review of someone who, you know, wasn't exactly pleased with whatever they uh, did with you. So what you want to do is uh, respond to the review. Well, first call that person and ask them, you know, what you can do to make the situation better. Uh-huh. Maybe they'll take it down. Um, but if that doesn't work, you know, respond to the review saying, you know, I'm so sorry you had that experience. You know, we want to do everything to, you know, make it better. Please give us a call. So you want to show that you're responsive to that negative review. And uh, people who read that uh, later on will say, oh, well, at least they responded or at least it's just one negative review. Look at all these positive reviews on top of it. So it must have been an issue with that one person. Yeah, I think that's really, really good advice is being more proactive versus a form of fatalism. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, well, I get that. I guess that's going to happen, that we can actually call them and, and have a conversation with them. Like, what can I do to make this right? Mm-hmm. And if I did, would you be able to take that? I don't know if everyone knows that, yeah. but it's so important that we do that because people do look at all those reviews. Um, is there maybe one of your accounts, maybe a, a success story that you would like to share with us? Maybe someone that came on to you, they were starting out or, or maybe they had been in business for a while and then they, they were struggling and you, you helped them out. Yeah, I have a couple of stories like that. The first one I, I'd like to share is of a, a, a father and son business that's been around for over 30 years. And um, most of their business came from you know basic relationships that they had built over the years and their reputation. Uh, however, they weren't getting uh, leads from the internet. So we revised their website. They ha- had a website with a company called Kudzu, oh, yeah. um, which um, is no longer here, but um, we... Uh, Certainly so, still here in Georgia, that, that, that weed or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah, the kudzu plant. <laughs> yeah, is, that's yeah, everywhere. But yeah. There was a website called Kudzu, and uh, they did marketing there, but it's no longer in business. Uh, so uh, we revamped their website, and they said they got more leads in two months with this website than they had in two years with wow. the other website. And to this day, they've been with us for almost six years now, going strong, and uh, still every day they're getting leads from that website we built from them. Wow. Yeah. And that's important. If we don't have leads, you know, it's awfully difficult. I mean, we just have to do a lot of cold calling and stuff like those leads are ever so important. Absolutely. Um, do, do you give any advice to people when they get the leads? You know, sometimes they may not know what to do with them or how to... Yeah, leads are gold. They're, you have to treat them like the most precious thing because if someone is searching for something and they reached out to you, it's important to respond right away because more than likely they have a, a short list of other companies that they're comparing you against. And whoever calls first seems to, to be the most responsive and the most responsible. And um, you want to answer all their questions, um, send them an email right away, thanking them for the conversation, following up with more information, and then offering them that consultation estimate or proposal uh, that will help them take the next step forward. Yeah, I like that advice. You know, um, it is a first come first serve type thing and people are looking for that. Uh, if you mm-hmm. respond quicker, they say, this is the type of customer service I want. This is the type of person I want to do business with. They respond quickly. So I think that is a really important thing that we don't, well, I'll get to those leads tomorrow or I'll get them to, you know, next week. Mm-hmm. Um, by then, your competition probably has that that business. Yeah, they're too cold by then and they've, they've moved on, um, especially the, when there's no frame of reference of 
who your company is or, you know, what you're all about. They're, they're learning about you for the first time through that website, through the internet, from a Google search, more than likely. So what you want to do is call them back right away, show that you're friendly, you're responsive, and you're, you're totally capable of handling whatever it is they called you for. One more question. I, I was just kind of curious. Let's say you're, you have a business and you don't have a logo or, or you don't have a lot of those things yet mm-hmm. to go on a website. Do I need to go to somebody else for that, or can you help with that too? Absolutely. The Malden Group is um, what we call full service. That means soup to nuts, A to Z, Alpha Omega. We handle every aspect of a company's online presence, including their branding. So if you're needing uh, a website, if you're needing a logo to go on the website and your business cards and your brochures and uh, the colors and the design that goes along with all all of that, we have graphic designers that create that content for you. I love that. I, I like that. You're not having to look for four or five different vendors that can just come to you and you can put it all together seamlessly, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is a smart thing to do in marketing. Um, Absolutely. Everybody's on the same page. If you're hiring different people to do different things from different companies, it's hard to uh, for everybody to be in alignment with the same messaging. Yeah, I would think that would be a problem. Bonnie, this has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I've really enjoyed you know some of your insights and advice to all of us. Uh, anybody out there that wants to have a real professional in the marketing group that is from you know, soup to nuts, right? A to Z that does it all. Uh, mm-hmm. I would highly recommend you. Uh, thank you so much for being on our show. Before you go, though, if they want to reach you, what would be a great contact information? How, how can they get hold of you? Sure. You can do a simple Google search for the Malden Group, and um, so many things will pop up for you. Our, our social media, our website, our Google, my business listing with all of the positive reviews on it. Um, uh, otherwise, you can just go to our website, themaldengroup.com. Thank you so much for being on the show. It was awesome. I know I learned a lot. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you so much. And now we have Paulette Rigo, and she's going to be with us today. So she is, again, with Better Divorce Academy. Uh, she's written books and everything else. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, Better Divorce Academy is on a mission. It's to change the experience of divorce. Its founder, a credentialed mediator, certified divorce coach, and certified amicable divorce professional with her team of diverse experts. Uh, She's committed to assisting you in navigating the family law system to reach an informed and lower conflict solution to your family law matters. Empowers women through the divorce process from beginning to the very end using practical tools, inspiration, and a proven mediation model. That gives us a little bit of background. But before we talk too much about business, tell us a little bit about you and, and Paulette and how you got into all of this. Because not everyone, as a small child, goes, I want to be a divorce coach when they grow up. <laughs> Gary, I don't think anyone says that. If they do, I want to meet them. <laughs> yes, thanks for the invitation to be here. I am originally born and raised in Boston, Massachusetts. I know I don't sound like it, but I promise I am. Uh, Not in love with snow, lived in Belize for three years, moved to Atlanta in 2019, and this is now our home. Uh, Yeah, I didn't find this work. It found me. I had many other successful careers, loved them all, but this one kept yearning. Uh, Felt like somebody uh, lassoed me, reeled me in um, when Hundreds of people kept reaching out to me, not all at the same time, thank God, um, and saying, I read about your case, I heard about your case, how are you going through this, why is this not over, how are you surviving this, and the story would always end with, can you help me, mm. and this desperate, not desperate, but yearning, this sure. like longing for help, and uh, at first I wanted to say no, 
Yeah. <laughs> I, this is not a career I wanted. Uh, it it found me. I did not find it. I personally endured an eight and a half year fully litigated divorce mm. case that included a twelve day trial. Yes, I really did wow. say that twelve day trial that took place over nine months. You would think if it were twelve days, it would be Monday to Friday, Monday to Friday, Monday Tuesday. You know, business-wise. But no, no, it doesn't work that way, people. Uh, and then after all that, and of course all the preparation that goes into that in, in general, which is exhausting, beyond discovery and interrogatories. But there's a lot involved when you're in, in, in a trial. Uh, and 97% of divorce cases do not go to trial. 3% do. That's the national average. And of the 3% that do go to trial, only 1% of that 3% goes to the appellant court process. And that was me. So after the 12-day trial, there was a four-year appellant court process, uh, which is very rare. So I am truly the 1% of divorce um, that 99% of people will never experience, thank goodness. Yeah, thank goodness, yeah. Right. So, so that experience uh, led me to eventually call my uh, divorce attorney when it kept happening time and time again, saying, um, I don't know what to do, but people keep reaching out to me. Uh, should I uh, go to law school? And uh, he laughed in his very Boston accent and said, you'd be one hell of a litigator, Paulette. So, um, and uh, took, the, took the invitation seriously, did do a tremendous amount of uh, education, training, certification, became a credentialed mediator, certified divorce coach, and founded Better Divorce Academy. I also authored the book, Better Divorce Blueprint. The, it's a book and a workbook, and I've written um, others as well. Um, so the work I do is to help couples who want to uh, consider divorce. I'm not, by the way, disclaimer, I'm not pro-divorce. I'm actually happily remarried. So, Congratulations, um, yeah. Yeah, which is ironic for a divorce coach, and most people don't wake up again and say, I want to be a divorce coach. Um, so because of that unique experience, it's allowed me to be a mediator in a unique way. There are many forms of mediation. Most people think it's when you're litigating and you're in a case, and the attorneys are then requested by a judge to mediate with one of the court-appointed mediators. But that's not the process we're talking about. That is, I love the fact that now court proceedings are involving mediation. It makes it a little less uh, cumbersome, less expensive, more um, personal. But on the other hand, if you can mediate prior to litigation, uh, with or without counsel present, both forms are perfectly acceptable, you are now controlling the conversation and the outcome as an individual and as a unit with the mediator and the two parties versus being embroiled in the, the legality and the process of having all of the other processes that are required of divorce cases. So, you know, that's the hat I wear when I'm a mediator. But for those couples that maybe there's some, uh, there's not transparency, they don't know their financials, or they feel as if um, they would want to go that traditional route of litigating, either because their partner is a little secretive, there could be domestic violence, some addiction issues, abuse issues, many other reasons why people choose to litigate. That doesn't mean you're going to go to trial. Don't panic. Um, litigation requires a, a process that you have to follow. So 
for those couples, they don't know what they're doing. I mean, who does? Yeah. We don't, we don't have this law 101 or divorce 101 in high school. Although we were speaking early about how I think that should be required of all high school students. They need to know what they're getting involved in. Love and romance sounds so well romantic. Uh, and you don't realize that it's a legal binding contract. You are now engaged in a relationship that isn't just romantic, but it's legal. And they just, they're like, what? Newsflash, what do you mean that there's a legal contract? I never signed a legal contract. Oh, yes, you did. And it's uh, confusing, overwhelming, expensive, fearful, never mind all the cultural and other issues that people okay. have behind it. So with that, I work as a coach. And I would say that I'd get divorced for them if I could, but it's not legal. So I don't. Uh, so I lock arms with them and I get divorced with them. So I help one party then through the litigated process. So they're able to be calm, prepared, organized, budgeted, researched, and confident moving forward, making really smart choices. Because divorce is so expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, the average divorce now, and I do mean average, is somewhere between forty-five and $65,000. Uh, that's not wow. cheap. And, and how long does the average divorce take? About eight to 24 months. Ooh. Yeah, the average, I interviewed an attorney the other day, she said 18 to 24 months. So maybe I'm being a little uh, too wide with my scope, but it also depends and where you live. If you're in an urban area, naturally the courts are going to be more crowded. If you live in the middle of the country, eh, it might take a little bit less. So there is um, a, an average of those times. Yeah, I think this is important because I think when people think divorce or if I'm running a company and someone comes up to me and it says, I, I, I'm going to make get a divorce, what, what should I do? I would be, my natural tendency would be, I guess, get a good lawyer. Um, would you give that advice though? Well, it depends on where they are in the process. If they're already engaged and one is the plaintiff and one is the defendant and they don't feel like their representation is adequately representing them, then that could be an answer to the question. It depends on where they are. Not always, though. Right. If they're in the middle of it, right, they're already in a lawsuit. Now, if they're coming to you professionally, and we don't realize it, but divorce affects every aspect of your life, every cell in your body. And if you own a business, newsflash, everyone, Mm. some of your employees on a year-to-year basis, year after year after year, will divorce. I'm not, again, we're not, we're not uh, selling divorce And if it's affecting every cell in their body, I'm kind of wondering, it's probably hard for them to be productive. Yes, it's extremely hard for them to stay focused. Divorce affects corporations and employees by productivity loss of an average of 40% and presenteeism. So we all this talk about quiet quitting, and then we add the uh, conversation about divorce. And you can wonder why people are just staring at their uh, screens or showing up and not really being present, not doing the work, coming in late, leaving early. Many of those reasons are very needed or warranted based on the stress of divorce. They have hearings to go to. They have appointments to go to. They now have responsibility of picking up a child where maybe they didn't before. Things will change. Divorce is just another word for change. It affects every aspect of their life because everything's changing. And if you own a business and some of your employees are divorcing, it's going to affect your business. So you're going to kind of help them navigate those choppy waters so it doesn't have to be as bad as it could be. Yes. When an employee feels that they have a safe space container and they have the support they need and they're not going to lose their job, they, they show up 
more prepared. They feel like, oh, they care about me. They, they understand about what I'm going through. There's a sense of empathy and compassion that is missing. Yeah. Um, you know, people feel very um, much empathy when an employee or anyone loses a loved one. Right, if there's a death in the family, they'll get flowers and cards yeah. and chocolate. Meals it, will be brought to right, them. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah. But when, as soon as the divorce word pops up, and they're afraid to talk about it, it's because the elephant in the room. Isn't it, it is, and now they feel a sense of failure and shame. And st- nobody feels failure or shame when there's a death, mm. right? But when there's a divorce, you feel like, oh, I can't talk about it. I, I'm embarrassed. I've failed. Um, and, and that stigma is really unfortunate. And I step in there as a professional with HR companies and divorce rights is another hat I wear where those companies now know, oh, this is how we do with this. We don't want to lose these employees. They are vital to our business. We need to hold on to them. And another five to 7% of, uh, divorcing employees quit because they just feel like I can't do this anymore. It affects everything. Yeah. That's, it's powerful stuff to be aware of. And I, I think that is that we, we do address them, that we can't just, my mom always said when there was a loss in someone's life, you know, don't, don't ignore that, you know, to let them know that you, that you're sorry, that you, and that just helps. And, and I think we need to do that for here as well, because it's a loss. Yeah, people do recover to- from losing loss naturally. I mean, 90, most people, right? It, it takes time. Some people get over things quickly, some not so long. Uh, but when you're divorcing, it, there's a process, as I've mentioned. So um, it isn't just a wake and a funeral. It, there's a long process, and you don't normally control the process. Uh, so you um, are experiencing a process, and the average is about uh, five years from the thought all the way to the healing process. Mm. So it, it's going to affect them, not all the same amount of time, but it's not a, oh, I'll get through it in a month or give me a few days. And you don't recover from divorce like a cold. And sometimes a lot of divorces can be settled without involving litigation. Absolutely. Yes. So you don't always want to just pick up the phone and call the lawyer because once you do that, then it becomes a lawsuit. And then that means certain things too, certain things that you can or cannot do once that starts. So we may want to avoid that if we can, right? That's a great point because once you've engaged in that and filed a petition or a complaint and one's a plaintiff and one's a defendant, you everything is status quo. You can't do anything with the mortgage, the marital home, bank accounts. Everything has to stay the same. Whereas if you can plan prior to that and meet with the right professionals, the right, well, if you've got a quarterback or an expert like me with the divorce coach, I can then take your situation with both parties and find you and match you with the right professionals that you need. You might need a certified divorce lending professional. You might need a certified divorce real estate expert. Forensic auditor, if they're really creative with the money, right? Correct. As well as the right attorney. Some attorneys are just brilliant litigators, cross-examinators, and they're great at what they do. But your case may not need that expense in that time. It really depends on how complicated your case is. If you've been in a long-term marriage, do you have significant assets? Do you have children? Have you had a business together? There's a lot of individual uh, nuances of a relationship, and they need to be taken into consideration as to how complex or contested or uncontested your divorce could or shouldn't be. And the earlier you get all of your ducks in the row and you get that preparation, you can avoid litigation pretty much altogether. That's amazing. Uh, you were mentioning the other day about a case that you were working with. It was over like 1.5 
billion dollars or something like that. Tell me a little bit about that case. Yeah, I mean, I have cases where they've been married two years and are arguing over a toothbrush and a bicycle. You don't need to have a lot of assets to argue. It's ridiculous, but people fight over coffee makers and crockpots and <laughs> bedroom sets and swing sets, you name it. But people also have significant assets. Luckily with this case, yes, there are significant assets into the billion. Um, but there was a prenup and it did work out okay, but it took a couple years and it was very, very emotional for both parties. So whether you've been married a long time, short time, you have no assets, a ton of them, uh, it's going to affect you. Um, and to do it wisely with grace and dignity is the key. Yeah, there's just so many moving parts here. Um, I, I definitely get it where having a coach like yourself could really uh, help a lot. Because if you go to a lawyer, he's just going to do everything that a lawyer does. Well, that's you know? what they're trained for. You know, they, um, and um, some of my best friends are attorneys. I love attorneys. Um, literally, I've learned a ton from them and have so much respect from them. Uh, but not everybody needs that person. Um, now, at the end, they do have to be filed properly because they won't hold water with the court. So be careful. DIY is an option too. There are five methods of divorce and DIY, three methods of mediation, collaborative law, arbitration, and litigation. So you have to pick the right method for your case. Yeah. It's all very individualized. It's just not a general thing that everyone goes through. Um, yeah. I got to ask you this one more question. Okay, sure. You, ask away. You know, I, you said you kind of can help in this area, but how do you divorce a narcissist? Mm. Yeah, so tell me about that. Well, it's an interesting question, and I think uh, every year we got these uh, little, I don't know, you're in social media and marketing, right? These buzzwords, right? And But um, the more a word becomes conversational, um, people use it. Maybe they don't know why they're using it or they don't know the definition of it or the appropriate re- use it, like kind of like unprecedented. Remember that word a couple of years ago? We unprecedented, unprecedented. People were talking about everything was unprecedented. So I don't really hear that too often this year, but I think the narcissism word is, is there. So there are um, three cluster B personalities, A, B, and C. And cluster B personality, there are four types. Again, I'm not a psychiatrist, but I know more than I wish I had. Histrionic, antisocial, borderline, and narcissistic personality disorder. And many times when people are contemplating divorce, they at three in the morning will Google how to divorce mm-hmm. or how to divorce a high conflict person or how to divorce a secretive person or a liar or a cheater or a fill in the blank with whatever word you want to put out. And of course, these buzzwords will come up and they'll start reading magazines or blogs or listening to podcasts or, you know, doing a little bit of research. And they realize that these types of people, although only 2.7% of the population is ever diagnosed, and rightfully so, um, we all have a bit of narcissism in us. Otherwise, we'd all be laying on the floor dead. I mean, you don't take care of yourself, right? There's self-preservation. But when it gets to a point where there's a complete lack of empathy for anyone and everyone, mm. they feel completely entitled to do whatever they what it is. please. Mm-hmm. And they also exploit as a they can't. So those are the three E's, lack of empathy, exploitation, and entitlement. Just remember those three. If you find that you're married to someone like that, it's going to be really hard to divorce them because they don't follow the rules. Uh, They don't like processes. They don't like filling out domestic relations, financial affidavits, and sharing 
financials and being honest and transparent and authentic. So it's much harder to divorce someone that is high, high conflict, uh, that is, I'm going to, you know, say communicative and cooperative just because, well, they're not cooperative. They're not communicative. So those types of people are challenging to divorce. So you really need someone there to educate you on the tools and tactics and habits that they regularly engage in to diffuse them and still get through the process in a shorter period of time. They love to drag things out. They love to evade questions. They love drama. They love attention. Part of them almost kind of likes it. Hell yeah. They love the drama of it all. I'm getting divorced and oh, she this or he that and they feed on it. Um, I call it the hollow Easter egg bunny versus the solid Easter egg bunny. So solid bunnies, you know what you're buying. They're more expensive, but they're solid, you know, they're $12 and not $3 because it's solid. But if you look at it on the, on the shelf, they look the same. They're the same size, uh, with the same foil, they look the same, but the hollow bunny is missing something. And that type of person needs to fill themselves up with accolades, attention, et cetera, et cetera. And it's not because they have all of what it takes. It's because they don't. There's a self-esteem thing. Uh, it's it, usually it, it, it a lack of that confidence. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. So you make sure you know what you've got. Are they solid or are they hollow? Because the hollow one, you know what I mean about an Easter egg bunny, right? The, yeah. If they're going to be a lot harder to have a, a process or an outcome or divorce or even a business relationship with because you don't know what you're getting. Yeah, I was going to say, I've, I've, I've worked with some of those in the business world as well. I'm sure you <laughs> You have. may be able to coach me with some of those people too, maybe. I, I would be able to. Fantastic. You know, it's been awesome having you on today, Paul. I really, really appreciate having you on and your insights and, and what you've been able to share and being able to discuss the elephant in the room. And I think it's just great to know that there are people like you that can coach us so we go down the right path the right way. And it's going to be different for everybody. And so I, I think it's great to know that you're out there. So if someone wants to get hold of you, they want to reach out to you, how, how can they do that? Yes, absolutely. Well, again, my name is Paulette Rigo, R-I-G-O, and my website is Better Divorce Academy. You'll find me everywhere, social, marketing, website, uh, my SEO is uh, hanging in there, but I might have to work with Bonnie over here. Yeah, we, we can get yeah, that arranged. We can we do can that. Bonnie that can help. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. Uh, you're not alone. Don't go through it alone. Be wise, be smart, get the help you need. Thank you so much. All right. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have sales one, two, three with Gary Z. Uh, this is where we have one of our radio listeners write in a sales question or a challenge they're facing. And I give them some tips on how to overcome some of those. And the one that we have today is from Gwen. And she writes, Dear Gary, I have been told getting referrals is the best way to grow my business. I'm pretty good at asking for them, but I rarely get any. What am I doing wrong? Uh, Gwen, I think that's a great question. And you are absolutely right. It, the best way to grow business is by referrals. It's, it's a warm call. Um, it's someone that is more likely to do business with you because they already have a, a reputation or, or a rapport with the person that's referring. And, and so it, that's absolutely right. But I have one bit of advice for you that will really help is this, is just be specific. Be specific because we often say, hey, would you refer me? And the person says yes, and uh, you shake hands, and they do mean it. I do believe they do mean it. 
But then 10 minutes later, they forget they even had the conversation with you because they got a long priority list and it's probably not going to be you. So this is what we can do. Be specific. Ask, tell them exactly what your target market is. Uh, if it's, uh, maybe it's the industry, maybe it's HVAC industry, uh, that you're looking for a company that has more than nine employees, that does over $2 million, that you'd like to speak to the owner or the president of that company. Be specific. That will help them kind of pick, jog their memory, and they'll say, yeah, yeah, I actually know someone in that world. I can do that. And then you got to ask them this question. Uh, how do you wish to proceed then? Uh, would you like to do a three-way call? Uh, would you like to have all three of us maybe get together for a lunch and talk? Or would you like me to send you an email that I can send you that you can just simply put your name on and CC me on? And they'll tell you. And then whatever they tell you, do that. And sometimes you can do it right then. Then you got your referral, and then you're going to probably get that appointment in more business. Gwen, thank you so much for your question. Good selling to you. So thank you for tuning in to Simon Says Let's Talk Business 2.0. Uh, I am your host, Gary Zermelin, and I wish all of you good selling.